Editor Newware here. Listen, you guys, these video interviews are long. And to be fair, all of them are long. I mean, I've had ones that were an hour to four hours long. So I'm breaking them up. However, I couldn't tell you how many videos this particular interview is going to be in. But I try to break them up between 20 and 30 minutes. So I'll leave a link in the description for the playlist for this interview, as well as the sequence in which this interview video is. I hope you guys enjoy. So let's just hop right back into it. Sir? All right. Let me think about how I want to do this one. Uh, I'm thinking car, turtle, and what? Give me the third one. A dead dog. A dead dog? Oh my car, God. turtle, and a dead dog. All right. All right. <clears throat> I pull this up to me. I got to get that microphone look going. Hey, welcome back to Chocolate Espresso Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Newware. Hey, whatever floats your fancy. Listen. This is the best time of the year. You know, this autumn, it's basically fall. I love it. I got my sweaters coming out. I got a whole box, a drawer, and half my closets full of them. I love it. I love it. I love it. But listen, you know what I love more? I love it when you try to swerve to avoid the dog that's in the street, but then you end up seeing a turtle and you saw the turtle and you had to re-swerve back towards the dog and then you hit the dog. Oh Lord, no, not the dog, but the dog. You couldn't do anything. It was between the dog and the turtle and you thought you wanted the turtle, but you didn't want to hit the turtle, you didn't want to hit the dog, but you didn't have a choice. I mean, here's the thing, you, you, you hit the dog anyway and it sucks, it's okay. You know, dogs are really harmed in this, in, this, in this thing, but listen to me. When you stopped the car, you got out, cause oh my God, the dog, oh, you couldn't believe it was the dog. You got out, you looked at it, the dog got up, you thought it was gone, it was in your head. It was a dream. It was a dream. The whole time it was a dream. I couldn't believe it. You couldn't believe it. We couldn't believe it. You sharing the story with everybody, them, them, they, that, that and this and the other dog. You looked at your dog. You didn't pick it up. You cried a little bit because you thought that dog in your dream looked like your dog. You weren't sure whose dog it really was. Listen to me. That could have been avoided if you liked, share, and subscribed, all right? I'm just saying that it is that simple. It's that simple. That's all you had to do. All you had to do. That would have saved you one heck of a nightmare. Listen, y'all. Now that we got that out of the way, I just want to say something. It's interview time, man. It's another interview, and I love it. Listen, I want to share it with everybody in the world. And if you don't know, now you know. Okay, I can't introduce them because you know why? They introduce themselves better than I ever can. So I'm gonna let them have their way. What's up everybody? You know what, I, before we continue, I just wanted to say, if you have been mourning the loss of a fictional dog um, <laughs> from your dream, take a moment and like, share and subscribe because that will alleviate the anxiety and stress uh, from that uh, fictional dog incident. However, my name is Nerdy. That's N-U-R-D. I'm your boy, your seventh favorite hip-hop artist out here in these streets. I've been doing uh, music now uh, for quite some time, but hip-hop for about five years here in lovely Minneapolis, the Twin Cities area, depending on where you're listening to this. And I've kind of just been rocking and rolling, uh, doing my thing as best I could, having a lot of wonderful and also, you know, less wonderful music experiences <laughs> across my time here, but I wouldn't have it any other way. This is the best job in the world. And I love being able to talk about it, especially with cool people. So thank you for having me on the show. Hey, thank you for being here. Oh yeah. I love it. We out here. It's beautiful. Y'all don't even understand. We're, we're, we're like, you're just listening to it. And I know you can hear that it's beautiful, but it, this is a cool spot that I'm in. I've been wowed this whole time. Yeah, you know what? I never talked about green screen studios enough. I have to thank the space for letting me be here. I have to thank the owner, especially Gabe. You guys hit up the website, you email them, call them, say I sent you. You never know what's going to happen, but magic. It's magic. It's magical in here. I can tell you. This is magical. This is not the last time I'm going to be in here. This is so cool. It's an amazing space. I'm super grateful. Listen. I got some questions. I yeah, got answers. I, I love questions. I love people who like answering them questions. Yes. The more I learn, the more we all learn. Because I right. like sharing what I know. Dope. Mm. I love it. Let's start this off Let's here. Let's get me, it. You said you were an artist. What kind of artist? So I am a primarily 
musician. So I, I, I do music, I sing, uh, I dance, I rap, and that's my primary uh, source of like my artistic expression. Though I have been known to dabble in some finger painting from time to time, <laughs> and I, I do like to write. So uh, outside of just music, I like to write fiction and uh, work on that. I do a lot of work with, as you see on my shirt, Dungeons and Dragons. So I've played that both, you know, just semi-professionally and professionally. Uh, so I do a lot of different work within the entertainment medium. Ooh, that's amazing. Listen, yeah. my uh, last character, believe it or not, Ooh. was a Warforged. Uh, he was made out of wood, believe oh, it or not. Okay. And one of the running jokes in my team was, I want to be a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people's response was, hey, get out of that group. No, <laughs> that's amazing. Went full uh, Pinocchio in the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I embraced I it. it. Yeah, I love it. That's actually really funny. <laughs> we love a Warforge. We love a Warforge out here. I'm a, a Pinocchio Warforge. That's the first I've heard of it. That's really good. I like that. I like that a lot. So, um, what what made you want to get into this? Like, what brought you there? Honestly, well, I can tell you this. When I was growing up, uh, I listen to, you know, you, you get into hip hop, hip hop's black culture. So it's part of who you are. But, um, I grew up in Rosemont, Minnesota, which is a suburb of in Minneapolis, which is not predominantly, uh, people of color at all. It's very, like, it is very homogenous and growing up in Rosemont, I kind of felt like I wasn't allowed to do hip hop for the longest time, even though I liked it and I enjoyed it, it was kind of just like, a, this isn't something that you get to talk about just because you had a different life experiences than a lot of the people that I was listening to at the time. And after hearing artists like uh, Tyler, the creator, Charles Cambino, even, even, even white artists like Lil Dicky, I heard some of the experiences that I had realized that, Oh, I can make music like that too. Like if, if they can do it, I can do it. So I just signed up for this little thing called shut up and rap, which was a, uh, open mic competition by a radio station that no longer exists, unfortunately. But, um, I just signed up. I went in, I started rapping. I fell in love with the art form, with the medium. And then everything kind of just, fell into place from there. It was like snowballed. It went strength to strength, uh, doing hip hop across the twin cities. And now the world, which is actually a really wild thing for me to say just <laughs> out loud right now, but yeah, like it, it's, so that's how I got into it. Just literally loving the medium. And then finally just taking a step a leap of faith really into it. That's kind of cool, man. Not many people can say they just kind of fell into it. Yeah. You know, especially with, with the story like that of like seeing others do it and accomplish it and, and relating to that and then being like, you know, on the path of getting there where they're at. You yeah. know, that that's hard, man. You know, and some people say, hey, never meet your heroes. But I think I think that the, the phrase would be never idolize people. I think it's better, like never meet your heroes. I think that's like, that might not be the way to handle it because it's, you might learn something if you meet someone that you idolize and it turns out they're not the way you expected them to be, you know, you could learn something and that uh, like you can be a better person because of that. So go meet your heroes, go find them, see if you see if they deserve the type of continued reverence that you show them by their actions go meet your heroes that's what i say and but just you know remember that everybody's human everybody's a person <laughs> and chances are they're probably you know their butt stinks just like everybody else hopefully they're wiping front to back you know what i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to have enough money where somebody does it for me no. <laughs> that's what we want we got that money this knowledge though uh seriously there, there's also another saying where it's if you had a million dollars or a chance to meet somebody like elon musk for Ooh. you know a couple of hours which mm -hmm. would you rather have and i'd rather be the guy that takes the dinner date mainly because i got a lot of business questions i'm mm -hmm. wondering if they could answer that's a million cool. dollars could take you somewhere but it's a risk that you you might just lose if you that don't know true. what you're doing with it. I I I see this. So for that question, that's a really good uh, like dichotomy. Like, what do you want? Do you want to take the time to sit down with someone who has the years and years of experience, or do you want to take the money? I personally, I say take the money. And the reason why I say <laughs> take the money is because after you leave that dinner, 
You might have a lot of information, but if you don't have the capital to make any of these things happen, there's no guarantee that the market won't shift before you get there. Mm. So what you do is you take the million and you say to someone who maybe is not Elon Musk or somebody like like a billionaire or whatever, but look in your local community, see who is like the business owners, the people like who runs the block around your way, who runs the corner store, who says that and say, hey, can I take you out to dinner at an expensive spot? like like a manny's or something like that let me let me let me spoil you with my million dollars and then you can get that same information from a business owner that is like in your area yeah it might not be a multi-trillionaire person but with the what the knowledge that they do have and the million that you've got you should be able to get to a point where you and elon can be on the same like the same restaurant list or something <laughs> so you taking the money i'm taking the money <laughs> i am taking the money all right i think that i would rather fail uh spectacularly than succeed minimally and so i'm going to take my uh my soft million and my small loan of a million dollars. And I will try to translate that into something that is worth it. And the meeting would be cool and awesome, but I have a feeling that if I offered anybody $500,000 to meet with me for lunch, they'd do it. So like I would still walk away with $500,000. That's that's kind of cool though. You know what I mean? I'm I'm thinking, I've been thinking about how to spend a million dollars since I was seven years old. (laughs) So I'm a different different dude. I'm over here thinking about how I'm going to end somebody who tried to break into my house while I'm in the shower. It's just like, "Mm -hmm." I got a scenario for everything in my house. I'm, I'm that kid who tried to like, who'd been thinking about how to get more wishes out of genies since I figured out how that system works. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm always trying to like to finesse the things. That's cool, man. I, you know, I think what's really amazing about this though, especially this experience about life is that you go through the motions, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're born, you learn how to crawl, you learn how to walk and you start to run. And hopefully by the time you can drive a car and fly to the moon, you never yeah, know. Exactly. Right? The, the goal is to keep going, right? Right. That being said, I mean, what's one of your biggest goals now Ooh. while in this industry? Well, um, one of my biggest goals, that's, oh man, that's such a good question. I think Currently, one of my biggest goals is to elevate my team to financial stability is one of my biggest goals. Like I do this full time now. So I'm a musician. That's all I do. I, I, I do music. I do like speaking engagements about music. I do that sort of thing uh, for my job. And I like that. And my goal would be now is to get the rest of my team into a space where they are also just doing that. Um, I have a great band. I have an amazing DJ. I have a fantastic management staff. Like, like, like my manager, Amy, she's fantastic. And so I want to work to the point where I can just pay them to not have to do anything else other than what we're doing. Um, that requires me doing more stuff, being better at the stuff that I do. Um, but that's my biggest goal right now is to get everybody like in the same, on the same dinner table. You know what I mean? We're all eating from what nerdy is able to do. Um, so that's my main goal. But then also, you know, I got shows I want to play. I got venues I want to hit. I have big dreams. Uh, I think Herbie Hancock said, like, you should always have a dream that scares you a little bit. You know what I mean? And that's kind of like, so my, my, uh, my soft goals are like, Hey, get everybody financially stable. Then like I have these big goals. Like I want to, I want to do the Super Bowl halftime show. You know what I mean? (laughs) I want to, can I tell you a really wild dream? I'm going to tell you, (laughs) (laughs) this is a dream. Uh, and it's crazy. And I know it, like in my lifetime, it probably won't happen, but who knows? We, we already saw Shatner up there. I want to be the first concert filmed in space. Like, do you remember the movie Xenon, a girl of the 21st century on Disney Channel? And the whole thing was like protozoa and they were the first band in space and they got to show they're going to go on a space shuttle and perform a concert. I want to do that. (laughs) 
<laughs> I want to do that. I, I think I think it's not with, with, with outside the realm of possibility. They put some celebrities in space not too long ago. They just floated around. So I was like, yo, if I can get me and DJ Hayes, we go. It's just the two of us. <laughs> you don't have to bring the whole band. You don't have to bring NASA. You don't have to bring everybody. <laughs> we just get in the ship. You fly us out of the space. And I'll just let me perform 30 minutes. <laughs> and I'll be fa- I will be in the history books of the world. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just, oh, man. So I just had to get, I could get big enough that somebody in NASA wants to, to, to figure that out. I feel like I have to get in a lot better shape to be in the moon for some reason. <laughs> but you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Hey, Mr. Beast, you want to fund a project? Mr. Let Beast, me know. listen to me right now. I know you have more money than anybody in the world. You're lying to how much money you have. I know you have it all. You have it all, really. We're loaning from Mr. The United States government loans money from Mr. Beast. Uh, <laughs> if you would ever like to fund my expedition into space to perform a hip-hop show um i will gladly take your money <laughs> freaking legendary that would, you would be it would we would both uh benefit and it'd be crazy i know you could work with anybody but how much more fun would it be to work with someone nobody knows and you get all the credit just say hey just say live big live moss as they say in some uh corners of taco bell Collab is a thing. I'm telling it you, is, it is. Uh, here's another one. So you said you're on the road a lot off yes. camera. Uh, I'm curious, what's your diet like? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, uh, the correct answer would be, oh, we're doing, we're being real balanced. <laughs> You know, we take a little bit of time to do what we can to, to eat whole and, you know, all the great ways. But the the, the honest answer uh, is not great. I don't have a great uh, tour or road diet. I will say that I am working on it like I am working on it. I have type two diabetes and that's a recent development. And I was like the doctor was talking to me about it. I was like, hey, you got to change up your, your dieting. And that's the kind of stuff that can go away if you work at it and you're really serious about it. So I have been kind of changing up how I eat, where I eat and, and what and how much. And so tour is difficult though, cause you're not in your house, not on your regular routine. Um, but one of the things I learned when I was on tour with uh, brother Ali, which I want to reincorporate into my, my touring schedule is you stop at some place like a grocery store, we happen, it happened to be Whole Foods when it was us. We would stop, we would get a bunch of healthy snacks, right? And you would snap healthily nuts, almonds, uh, like, you know, uh, like small cheeses, maybe a little like, like a little deli meats, like a little platter. They would do that for the drives. And so we wouldn't stop for food. We wouldn't have like a meal meal while we were driving. We would just have a lot of snacks da, 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 and then we would have dinner. If we didn't have uh, a meal provided at the venue that we were at, then we would just have a dinner. And then that kept you from doing the junk food and the, and the, and the, and the fast food on the road. Cause you would just have like healthy snacks throughout the drive. So you weren't ever really hungry. You just were always eating a little bit of something. And so that's what I'm trying to incorporate into that. But you know, I love McDonald's. <laughs> I just do. I was thinking about going there after this. I'm not, I'm weak. <laughs> <laughs> weak. I love it. I'm sorry. Okay. McDonald's, listen to me. <laughs> Send me to space. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll eat a McDouble in space. Yeah, I will. I'm showing space. Nah, 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 nah. I'll be in space on the moon. Oh, I'll do it. I, I have no shame. <laughs> oh, no. That's that's beautiful man hey you know what though i think as an american let's be real a lot of our diets are crappy it's anyway. all over the I place mean, you're, it's easier to find a mcdonald's that's two blocks away you didn't hear that from me uh, <laughs> but it is to find healthy sources of food that are going to be two blocks it away is, so. it is wild food deserts are actually a really big issue um just especially in uh communities of color mm-hmm. uh and urban communities that are again mostly people of color 
there are food desert shortages where there isn't a lot of healthy options. And then like for like myself, when that's something that you just do all the time, not only does your body begin to, to crave it both psychologically and actually just like in your body, but it does kind of create this sort of like emotional detachment from healthy eating. Mm. And that's something that I'm trying with through therapy and time and work is trying to, to reconnect my, my body to like liking things that are different than that. And so it's not, not to say that it's like bad to ever have that. It's just, it is important to look at the foods that are around your community and ask yourselves, are these foods created to help us thrive emotionally and physically, or are they not? I don't know if you watched uh, They Clone Tyrone on Netflix, mm -hmm. but that scene where everybody's in the chicken restaurant, that hit me. I saw, <laughs> I, we watched that on tour and I literally, I had to, we had just gotten eaten. So I watched that video and I was like, oh no, <laughs> am I a part of the problem? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all that being said, I still will take your money, McDonald's. I'll take your money <laughs> today, but, uh, but, uh, but, but still it's seriously. And you should be, con and people should be, if you have an idea for community gardens or like more, uh, you know, healthy alternative eating, you should petition that in your community make sure to do that because that's something you can do and it'll help everybody around you. So it's pretty dope. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a, Keeping in line with the tours. Yeah. Uh, I think what's often never really asked in these kind of interviews, how are you keeping up with your family and Oof. friends? I mean, you can't take everybody with you all the time. Yeah. Sometimes you just can't take them with mm -hmm. you. I mean, it could be hard. Yeah. So, I mean, how does, how you, how are you working through that? Well, I think the biggest thing. So when I was growing up, I didn't have the greatest home life and I School was, I, I had friends at school and I enjoyed that, but it wasn't a great student. So school was a very anxious for me. And ultimately I remember thinking to myself, if I ever made it right, if I was ever to the point where I had a tour, I would just, I would leave and I'd never come back. You know what I mean? I'd live suitcase to suitcase, hotel to hotel forever. And I'd never come home. Um, but since, uh, getting married, uh, since, like my nieces uh, being born, I realized that like being on the road for an extended period of time, you when you have something to come back to is a lot harder than I thought. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you miss being around, you know, um, we're getting a dog like in like the next, hopefully next couple of days. And that's just one more thing, you know what I mean? That I'm gonna, when I'm out, I'm gonna be like, oh man, I really, I really wanna be with this, with this, with this animal that I love. And so uh, it's, you have to be intentional with reaching out. I am a very much an out of sight, out of mind kind of person. I have a short attention span. So if I don't make a point to be like, I'm gonna text my wife today, I'm going to, text my friends and just check in. I'm going to see how people are doing. I will forget. And like it will. And I feel bad, like, you know, 15 days later when I realized like, oh, dang, they, they had texted me back then. And I just like didn't even say anything. I just I didn't say anything <laughs> at all. Or I haven't said anything to them at all. And it's been months. Like, yeah, I feel bad. So I try to be more intentional with it. And then it's really important that when you come home, you make a point to just go see people because as an artist, your music comes from your connection to the world around you. That's why my personal opinion, when you see art, you see artists shift in their, in their message as they get more successful, no matter what the artist is, eventually after a certain point in time, a lot of the songs start sounding the same. Money, cars, money, cars. I'm out playing to playing to playing to playing pop, 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 bottle, bottle, bottle. And it's not because they're suddenly lame. It's because that's the world they live in now. That's all they're connecting with is show to show millions of dollars to millions of dollars, you know, new fancy car to new fancy car. That's what they live. So that's what their music's going to be about. And it sounds very different than when they started when they had 
they were going over to their nieces and nephews house and they were hanging out with their aunties and uncles and they were invested in their community, their, the community that was maybe not on Rodeo Drive or something like that. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So um, it's important as an artist, if you want to create authentic music that sounds like you and sounds like where you're from to make sure you're continuously being around that. Um, and so I try to make a point to do that. Just show up like, Hey, I'll watch the, you know, yeah, I'll babysit or yeah, I'll, I'll take my goddaughter out to the mall of America. And, and, and now that I got money like that, I can, we could go and do all the fun things that they want to do. That's the point of being the, like the artist family member, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Go take them to do things, go show them uh, a fun time and, and, and see the world through their eyes. Cause otherwise you're going to get real jaded real quick. Oh, you know, two things, two, two, two things, two simple things, right? Yes. Uh, the first one being, you know, I got a cousin that's just like you out of sight, out of mind. And you'll, you'll call him and I'm going to, I'm going to dox him, Derek. Oh, Derek. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. Derek. Call you out, Derek. <laughs> How dare you, Derek? I, I'm going to send you this video, Derek. Derek. And those who don't know Derek, because you probably don't, Derek. You probably don't. You didn't call now me Now they're going to know you. <laughs> Derek, um, <laughs> call me sometime. Derek, Derek. Anyway, you know what you did. That was first thing. Second thing, <laughs> uh, I agree with you. I, I think a lot of artists that came from a certain situation or from a certain community sometimes disassociates from them when they get that kind of money. It's like mm -hmm. there's that trope, right? Yeah. In our community, you get a little money, you move out. You want you don't want to stay here. I mean, I get it, right? To yeah. an extent, there are some areas where it's like, no, I'm out, right? Yeah, that's there ain't a no fixing issue. this. It's yeah. a safety issue. No, there I ain't, get ain't that. no fixing this. But at the same time, it's like, okay, well, how is it any different than anyone's moving because they don't want to deal with the problems back at home? Exactly. You know, I, I'm I'm a strong believer. In we got to fix our we got to fix ourselves. We yeah. we we are at the point, at least in our society, especially mm -hmm. within our community, where we are aware of the issues and we just need to do them enough. Yeah. And I think if you had enough money where you could be more fugal with it, with the people around you, mm -hmm. um, outside your family, meaning like your community, then you should like, yeah. why not? I think in side note going off topic, but a little short note, I think it was hilarious when Oprah Renfrey and uh, the rock and, and do it. Yeah. Doing the over there does. talking about some donate some money. How about you donate about $50 million? Both of you <laughs> instead of asking broke people who ain't got no money to donate a couple of dollars. Like, really why are you, how about this for every dollar we donate, both of y'all need to match it individually. Yeah. So it's triple the profits. Yeah. How about I, that? that would be really, first of all, I think, that's a fantastic idea. I think, and this is something that I saw, and not that this is an endorsement of this show particularly, but uh, the Ellen DeGeneres show, yeah, and we had Bill Gates on there, and she played a game with how much is this worth? Mm. And she just like had regular like grocery store items, and she just asked him how much they cost, and he didn't know. I think these people forget that they're like crazy rich. Mm. You know what I mean? I think that, I think they just forget. I think I think they know they're they know they're rich as though in the way of like you know that you're ambulatory. You know what I mean? You mm -hmm. don't think about I have them both my hands. You know, like the move. Like, but I think they forget, and so when they do something like this, they're like. Oh, we're really helping out. Like, yeah, let's all get together, everybody. And we're like, everybody. Nah, who's everybody? It's, like, it's like when COVID hit and they're telling us all to stay at home and their home got a whole pool yeah, theater system like, bowling alley really and everything else. Like, it's really irresponsible for mm -hmm. you to be out. Why is your personal chef still there, bro? <laughs> Who's in the background? Yeah, is that like, your bad staff yeah, you want to tell us about? What's going on? Are they going home or do they live there with you? Yeah, yeah, they stuck here with Are you. They also got a three-story house behind yeah. your man. Yeah, like you want to tell us about. So I think people just forget mm -hmm. when they get to a certain, like an Oprah level amount of wealth. I think she's been abnormally rich for so long mm -hmm. that I think sometimes it just you don't think like a normal person. You think like a god. Like you just you just do. <laughs> You're just like oh yeah. Like I should buy half of this island that was you know horrifically burned up. I'll just buy half of it and then oh yeah we can just ask everybody to uh, donate a little bit. That sounds like a good idea. And it's like I mean on paper it is <laughs> until you look back and you see it. But well like you were saying about musicians and artists in your community when you get money, when you get opportunity, it's very telling what you do with it, what some people do with it. And I'm not saying that if your plan 
is to get a little bit of money and get out because that's your plan. Mm-hmm. Do that. Yeah, that right. Do that. That's you. That yeah. is totally. It is not something that you have to do. But what I would suggest is that we live in a world that is not going to fix itself. The systems that are in play by the people in power are designed in such a way that unless someone is actively going to do something about it, they will just continue to perpetuate. And so if you have managed to find and slip through the cracks, because it's not designed for you to thrive. So if you have managed to slip through the crack using your own talent, your own ingenuity and your own wherewithal, then you have something in you that is better than the system that they created. And then maybe you could, it's like with great power comes great responsibility. Maybe do some Spider-Man stuff, like just help out. Like just help, you don't have to. It's not something that you, if you don't do that, you're a bad person. It's just that like, well, you, you can, like you can. And some other people as great as they are and wonderful and wise and, and, and so many other positive qualities, they will never be able to push past the system in the same way that you did. And then you could come in and help the next generation have to deal with one less thing than you did. So I don't know. Do what you want with your money and your time. I'm just saying that like <laughs> people could. It'll be a lot of better for everybody. Mm-hmm. So often in this industry, money is a driving factor in why they do what they do. Mm-hmm. What do you, what would you say yours is now? Um, I mean, it's still money. I always tell people all the time, like, I want to be paid. I want to be paid. I want to be paid because I want to f- I want other people to be able to eat off the work that I do. So if I make $10 million, that means I can give more money to the people that are in my team. I can give more money to my community and I can do more things to help more people. So that's, that's mm-hmm. money is not an, an e- a lot of people say money is the root of all evil, but really, and the phrase goes is that the love of money is the root of all evil. I don't love money. I need it in order to do what I want to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If this whole world ran on just like a barter system or this whole world ran on just like, no, we didn't get anything from space. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like everything we have was here mostly. So like we could just do all this for free, but we just choose not to for some reason. So I need money in order to do things. But um, one of the things that I do it for, I think, is at this point where I'm at mm-hmm. is clout. And it sounds weird, but because a lot of people are like, oh, you're doing it for clout. But I mean, like, I want clout to be able to change stuff in my community and the communities around me. If if Nerdy is an entity that is so followed and so um, respected that I can say something like, you know, this police precinct has a history of violence and we should do an internal investigation on that. And just me saying that reaches 16 million people. Like, I think that's great. And so being popular uh, for the right reasons, I think, is important. Um, when I was out uh, during the uprising of 2020, I, a lot of times I was out on the front uh, with my organization, Justice Frontline Aid. And I remember a couple of times thinking to myself, like, man, if the big blue checks in our own community, our musicians, our, our, our artists were out here with me, like on the front where the cameras are like, maybe they think twice about the tear gas. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like this is nothing. And this is not on you who I'm about to say. Uh, but like if Beyonce was on the street, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and when the cops were marching in with rubber bullets and stuff, she was like at cup foods or she was out outside the third precinct. I guarantee you there'd be a call to the mayor. There'd be a call to the governor. Mm-hmm. There'd be a call to the president. Like They'd be like, yo, don't light these people up because Beyonce's right there. And like, <laughs> we, we can't be the police precinct that is like, goes on record of like hitting Beyonce with tear gas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to do that. Like, I would want to be like, just saying negative things about you gets you attacked. Mm-hmm. Streets. <laughs> so like the image in my head of that. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, just, I just love that. I love it. She would, and you know what? The crazy thing is, she'd probably own that too. Like you know what I mean? Oh, tear, tear streaming on her face. She'd be like, "Who run the world?" You see her try. They try to make her fall at the Super Bowl. She just jump back up. Boom. So I, I think she'd do the same thing um, under the extreme police brutality of the uprising. <laughs> but like, uh, I, 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 that's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. That's what I want out of my career. I want to be able to have the financial means to be able to give to the people I care about and the community that I and I also care about. And I want to be able to have the clout to be able to adjust the things that money can't just in and of itself change. Okay. So in the light of, you know, making the money, giving back to your community and your mm -hmm. team, you know, to do that, you have to be creative, right? Yes. You got to produce the music. You got to give the content. Yes. What are some of the things you found that helps you out while, you know, continuously making more content, more art, you know, things of that nature? I honestly, like I said before, living, take the time to live and to feel your feelings. I think so often, especially in hip hop, especially as a male identifying artist in hip hop, we don't take time to feel our feelings, whether it be happiness, whether it be sadness, whether it be joy, like, like joy or pain or, or envy or any of that stuff. Feel your feelings because that's the stuff that we do. We take a feeling that we have and we transfer it over onto a page. And then people like that because they've also had that feeling. So feel your feelings, get to know them, understand it. Um, that's what helps you be creative and experience life. Go do something you've never done before. Uh, uh, read an old journal from your, you know, middle school and just see how much of a different person you were compared to when you wrote that, you know, and take some time to think about it and look at that. Um, I think, I find a lot of creativity in just the things I like. I'm big into Dungeons and Dragons. I'm big into anime. I'm big into video games and comic books and like taking these things that I enjoy and weaving them into fun ways that other people can get brought into it is that creative juice that keeps it throw like like keeps it rolling. I've made over like a hundred and some songs since started doing near D. Like I literally, I have nine projects out right now and all of them have over 10 songs. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I, it is, I was, I've been sitting down with how much I've actually created over the time. And it is a lot, but it's because I keep finding new things to be inspired by. So then I'm like, I'm like, Oh yeah, oh, I really love that. Let me, I'm going to write a whole record off of bananas, man. I just love, I'm gonna, da, 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 da. look at all this potassium. And I'm like, Oh man, potassium. <laughs> As everybody has said in their life, Oh man, potassium. <laughs> but you know, find things to, be inspired by and don't be afraid to like things they'll be afraid to like don't let people tell you they're like oh you really like this yeah i do yes i do actually like power ranger sorry like <laughs> it's a cool thing like they, they put the thing in they transform the superheroes it's cool you know and then you write a little bit about it there's more people out there who like what you like um than people who will make fun of you for liking it so I agree with that. That's a pretty powerful statement. Right yeah, now. I just, it's, it's true. <laughs> it's statistically true. Like it's just, it just is. With um, with a lot of the things going on, you know, at home, at work, you know, goals you want to accomplish, putting the work in for that. I feel like there might be something you're missing. Ooh, right? Yeah. So I'm curious. With that being said, what is something you feel like you could really approve on that would help progress you on all those fronts? Oh, my improvements. You sound like my therapist right now. <laughs> what could I improve on on my own stuff? Honestly, I'm perfect in every way. I've never needed to change it. No, okay. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I really want to. I really want to be a, give a really honest answer to this. I think. One of the things that I could probably improve on is taking better care of myself. I am not a big sleeper. 
I am like I, we talked about eating habits is not particularly great. And I think that if I worked on making sure I was kinder to myself, both mentally and physically, um, I would just have more energy to do a lot of the stuff that I don't have energy to do now. You know, you get done and you're just kind of like, I just want to lay down. I'm just going to throw. It's fun. I can give an amazing performance and I can I can still really throw it down on stage. But like. I can tell I'm feeling like, Hey Matt, like you haven't slept in a couple of days. Like you should really take the time to rest. Um, and when you do that, you allow your body to change and, and heal and, and, and be where it's at, but then also give me energy to do the things that I don't like doing. Because when I'm not taking care of myself, the first thing that usually goes to the wayside is stuff I don't want to do. You know what I mean? Like, emails like administrative work like oh, i gotta get all my lyrics and type them up and put them on genius and i was like i know the lyrics i just don't feel like typing them all up you know what i mean like and so here i am not so that it's just it's not on there so then people can't find it and then I, it's one less person who's listening to my song which is money in my pocket you know what i'm saying so it's like because i'm not taking care of myself it's a trickle down effect that affects my business and i know that like mentally and like intellectually i know that but i think it's working on getting the motivation motivation to see rest as productive because for me i I, right i don't you know what i mean like i'm gonna stay awake write four more things uh catch up on these shows that i said i was gonna watch them i didn't and i gotta and like i'm I'm, it's 4 a.m there's no reason for me to be up at 4 a.m you know what i'm saying oh yeah so like i think that's something that it's missing in the nerdy sphere of things for me is uh making sure i'm taking more care of myself you know we're going to shift a little bit into the business side. Cause since you want to bring it up now, we yes. got to talk about yes. it. Let's, let's get into the, to the grunt work of a lot of this. Hit me. So you talked a little bit about genius. You talked a little bit about really shooting off administrative work, like emails, yeah, yeah, making yeah, some yeah. calls. I assume let's talk about the tools you use on the day to day to help progress your music. Oh yeah. I can tell you about the tools all the time. First of all, social media, uh, no matter what anybody says, it is required. You need to make sure that your social media is in such a way that at the very least people can know who you are and be able to get in contact with you should they want to like that's the first so making sure your website's up to date making sure that you're uh you're posting semi-regularly um and regardless of what social media you use that you're it's it's leading people to where you want them to go so in my case i'm a musician ultimately what i want people to do is to go and find my music and like it that so they can buy a ticket to come see a show in person streams are great they're awesome nothing wrong with streams um and we all love streams numbers are good but the the where the money is and where the opportunity and then ultimately the clout lies in is tickets to a physical show where you're going to be at because that's really where you're going to get your money at a, a cent of a cent of a cent is nothing so there's that social media i also utilize and i just got it on my phone so i can i could tell you what it is um i utilize a lot of uh editing software straight off my phone i do most of my work 75 percent of my work is right off my phone because it's always on me. I can do it where I need to do it. And um, there's so many apps out here that are super helpful, some of which are free, that you can use to uh, just like create really good stuff. So I use a thing called PixArt for all of my graphics. Most of my uh, album artwork and, and, and merchandise has been made on my phone uh, and then just emailed to the people who make shirts and stuff like that. Um, video leap is also a very good one for video editing and Never stuff like that. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah I, I love me a video leap. Uh, and, you, know, you know, teleprompter, all that kind of stuff that like, if you want to make a caption video, it's right there. Or you want to write something and you can read it and it'll scroll by and you're looking at your phone. So you're not like, you know, like reading <laughs> off to the side of it, you know? Um, so those are some good tools uh, that I use on almost every day. Almost every day I use it because it's just, you need to, you want to look a cut above the rest mm-hmm. and it's good to have that. And it's really easy to learn. A lot of people think that it's going to take a lot of time to learn editing stuff. If you can make a TikTok 
you can learn video editing. It, it, there's a lot more to it, but if you can do that, mm -hmm. if you get the concept of how that works, you can move into editing your own stuff and putting together things that are at the very least catching to someone else's phone on your phone. That's kind of dope. I got two follow up questions. Hit me. So your phone, yes. right? This is a first question is a personal question. Ooh. Now, I'll say this. Since if anyone's ever known me and they see this from high school, elementary school, whatever, <laughs> you know I hate Apple. <laughs> I, I am not. I, I hate Apple with a passion. I hate their concepts. I hate their phones. I think they're generic. Don't get me wrong. Listen, when Samsung dropped that video with the notch and for the hairline, I was yeah. like, ooh, it's on. <laughs> ooh, they said, screw the gloves. You're going to take these hands right here yes. right now. Bye. Listen. <laughs> So I, I'm, I'm not much of an Apple person. Now, no, don't get me wrong. I got a business, a chocolate espresso thing. It is what it is. I love it. And unfortunately, I had to cave. I got an iPhone. But yes. listen, every time I pick up this device, I still got my Samsung. Yeah. <laughs> Let that sink in. I still love this boy. I miss it every other day. Mm. I Look, so I'm asking mm. as a part, right? Yeah. Have you had both at one point in the past? I have had both. I've had um, the Android phone and I've had, and I have an Apple phone right now currently. Okay. So I've so, had both. So I saw your phone a second ago. Yeah. It's an Apple phone. Yeah, right? It's an, an iPhone. iPhone. It's so, an iPhone. Some of y'all, I'm going to keep saying Apple phone. I'm going to piss y'all off. It's Apple phone. It's an Apple Anyway, phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sounds like it's been easier for you to use a lot of that software on Apple. And I, and I know that for a lot of creative artists, mm -hmm. Apple seems to be kind of what the industry likes to go for. Mm -hmm. Heck, even our studio computer, uh, my personal computer, when I do some of the video edits at home, mm -hmm. it's Apple. I've also learned how to do a lot of the video editing on Apple software. Yeah. Um, I will give Apple a few things. I have to. I, yeah. Some respect has to come down when it comes to these kinds of companies. There's a lot right? of people who work really hard to make these things uh, workable. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not just, they're not just out of nowhere. So yeah, I honestly the, the reason I have an iPhone, I have no loyalty to this brand. It was what iMovie was on, and that's how I learned how to edit stuff. So I just went with that, and I just kind of went with that. And honestly, at the time, I just went with whatever was cheaper at that time that I got it. And there was a new Samsung phone that had come out, but the, the old iPhone had still come out. So I just was like, I'll just take this one. Uh, <laughs> no loyalty. I don't. I Sorry. Like, <laughs> I, I'll say this. I will say whichever product is better, depending on who pays me more. <laughs> <laughs> My guy is really trying to go to space, you guys. Let's go to space. <laughs> Listen to me. If Apple or Samsung <laughs> wants to send me the space where I can do my concert, I will tell everyone it's the best phone. And when they say, well, didn't he say he was just going to say it later on the reference his podcast? I'll say, that's a lie. Don't ever listen to me. I've never said such thing. I'll deny it. Boldly. Oh, but at the first concert in space, the first rap concert in space is going to have ads. Yes. I'm talking about I'm talking about full Apple ads. He's going to say, thank you McDonald's for this. Yeah, no, he's going to be and thank you product placement. And you know why it's gonna be probably gonna be full of product plays. I'm gonna wear a big old M on my to my chest. You have an Apple phone. You're gonna see Coca-Cola floating around me. The Coca-Cola hat floating the there. Polar bears with their spacesuits on. Don't play with me. You see Mickey Mouse going, oh, it's coming up on stage. I'll do it. I'll do it all. You know why? Because the history books are just gonna say nerdy first concert in space. They're not gonna say any of that. And I don't care. I'm leaving a legacy, people. I will take whatever gets me there. He said, I'm perfectly fine being the ad they put when the Queen of England got married. I'm going to be there. <laughs> Y'all remember that? <laughs> it's me. Oh, no. Actually, I have, I I think I, I, I'm too uh, I'm too Jamaican to care about the Queen of England. I don't think I, I do. I have I have principles. <laughs> I got a lot of morals and wanted to make care about them. Yeah. No, no, no. They, can, they can have that over there. But <laughs> that's cool. Cool though, you know what? I, I think again, these are some of the questions I feel like a lot of these interviews. I mean, I've done it before I started this mm -hmm. podcast. I mean, this is how deep this goes. A lot. I mean, almost a year in research and figuring out. Okay, what what kind of content I want to push? Where's where's the missing mark? Right. Yeah. Um, 
of course, I'm doing a lot of this by myself. I do have a team as well. I have my cohorts. Um, I haven't really dropped much of our videos yet because it's kind of like, okay, you want to build a catalog. Yeah, I, yeah, want, yeah, I really yeah. want to build a lot. I want to make sure the content's great. Um, I wanted to push the interviews out more because this is really important. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, these are things that some people are like, anybody can just make a podcast, right? No, mm. no, 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 no. You got, listen, you got to one, find the right kind of content. One. Make sure you're filling a kind of hole in a market. Yeah. You got to make sure you find the kind of people. I mean, if you want to push people onto your, your deal, you got to find them. You got to network. You got to mm. submit. Um, the guy who owns the studio, Gabe, he'll tell you, you know, and sometimes in this industry, your word, it means everything. Yeah. Showing up, just show up. And be willing to learn will get you to the moon and back. For I real. mean, you'll be surprised. And you know, if you if your name whatever happened to like if your name is attached to any sentence, it should be reliable. <laughs> you hold those words real. honorable, you know, reasonable. You want words like that, not who? At yeah. the end of that, you yeah. know, you don't want any of that stuff. Mm. Uh, but that being said. You know, I started this podcast. I wanted to push this content. I did a lot of research into it. And I will say that finding out that Apple, I had to cave. I was like, Apple had what I was looking for. If I have any issues with any of the editing software, guess what? If I have the problem, millions of other people have the problem because the, their computers are the same. Mm -hmm. You go with Windows, no narc on Windows. I love a window. I love building a good PC. Yeah. But is it the graphics card? Is it the GPU? Is you it, know. you know, you, you'll never really know mm -hmm. until you really start learning how to code and good luck trying to get the proprietary code of any of these softwares because they ain't going to give it to you. No. So you have to speculate. That being said, Right. Mm. I think it's really cool that you're using your phone and that being the biggest tool in your arsenal. Yeah. And I think, again, phones today are just as powerful in so many ways. Yeah. I mean, the, your phone now is like what a, like a desktop computer was like five years ago. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like, it, and if you think about it, the, the people that you listen to, the 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 artists that you look up to their music videos, their products, everything that got them to where they are was made on computers that are as powerful as your phone. Mm -hmm. So while you might not be able to walk in and get like a, like an IMAX quality thing off your phone yet, you can still make a very good product. I have seen whole music videos. I have seen like TV shows, There's filmed movies on, now. Movies filmed mm -hmm. on phones, on cell phones. So you it is the it is for a young artist, for a new artist, for any or old artist, it is probably the most important part piece of hardware that you have, and it's always on you. Mm -hmm. And and I'm not trying to not trying to, but it's also a safety tool. You never know where you're gonna be. <laughs> you never know where you're gonna be. Flip it up. Ah. Nah, not today. You're going to want so you want that. So as as an artist, I think it's important to just like see and really figure out what you can do on your phone from where you're at. If you are uh, taking the light rail somewhere, get on your phone and make a shirt. Like get some edit, like some of the picture editing software, make a shirt, make a poster, uh, edit a photo of yourself from a show that you were at, post it, show that you have content and new content that's constantly coming out. That way, let's say if someone rolls up on a limousine and said, hey, I'm from, you know, I'm from the game. I'm from, you know, the powers that be in Hollywood. And I want to mm -hmm. we saw what you did and we want you. You have stuff for them. It's, emp it, it's empowering. It's empowering yourself. Thanks for watching this video all the way to the end. We really appreciate it. A special shout out to Green Screen Studios here in St. Paul, Minnesota. Listen, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, you can direct message us either on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. It's always going to be chocolate underscore espresso underscore. Listen, we really appreciate you. I said it once. I said it twice. I'm going to say it a billion times, but that's what it takes. If you guys want to reach out to us, especially if you know anyone or if maybe you want to be interviewed about your job, the goal is to really teach a lot of youth about the different opportunities that are available to them. College is great. It's always going to be great. Not, every, not everybody wants to go to college or maybe college just isn't on the table right now. So I want to push as much content that retains to jobs and jobs that may or may not require college. Maybe you just need to network. Maybe you just got to put a lot of work into the beginning as an entry level person. But you know, I really look forward to producing as many interviews as I can and posting it. I appreciate you guys, and I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day.